Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier, breaking down the Vikings, 10-2 football team, 9-0 in, in one-score games. It's Tuesday morning. When we come back on Thursday morning, we'll talk more about that Lions game coming up, kind of dig into the Lions roster, a team that's playing a heck of a lot better than I think any of us expected about a month ago. But the Vikings can win the NFC North this weekend with a win in Detroit. Like I said, a 10-2 football team, second-best record in the NFL, 9-0 in one-score games, and a lot of that has to do with the head coach. Um, we talked a lot about him in segment one, kind of the empowerment he gives to different players, the culture he has established here, kind of the antithesis of Mike Zimmer in kind of every single way and, and how that is – kind of reached heights. I don't even think Quasi Adolfo Mensa thought they could reach in, in, in year one. And because of that, like he deserves to be in the coach of the year discussion. I, like right now we're looking at DraftKings. We kind of use the DraftKings sports book just because it's like uniform. We use it for the purple prop party on Thursdays and player props on Thursdays and game lines and whatever. But anywhere you want to look at a, a sports book, uh, most people will have, every sports book in the world will have Nick Sirianni as, as the yeah. overwhelming favorite to win coach of the year. DraftKings has him at minus 175, but right on his tail, Kevin O'Connell plus 400. Um, just to give you a couple more, Robert Sala for the New York Jets plus a thousand, Mike McDaniel for the, the Miami yeah. Dolphins plus a thousand. Um, Brian Dable's fallen a little because the, the Giants have kind yeah. of fallen off um, plus 2200. So no one really matters outside of Sirianni and O'Connell. I think it would take a lot for both of those guys to fall off and someone else kind of rise up. We, we kind of did this with the MVP discussion last week, Tom, like Justin Jefferson being like plus, I think he was like plus 10,000, something yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. And like Patrick Mahomes being like minus 160. Should coach of the year, like, I guess this it 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 can change like if if the mm-hmm. Eagles lose at any point and and the Vikings continue to win like those odds will shift but like 
that seems pretty right to me. Minus 175 for Sirianni, plus 400 for O'Connell. I think if you if you want to make some money, like O'Connell might be a smart bet because really all you need is is one loss for the Eagles and that line could change. But like, does yeah. that feel right to you when you kind of think about like the holistic season both teams are both having? It does. I understand why Dable dropped off. I still think that's a really well coached team. That's really, really is a really bad roster, right? Yeah. Um, and he's doing it in New York. We can't forget the same thing with Sirianni. You know, I remember being in Philadelphia, I was talking to the Uber driver who drove me down to the stadium and I was just kind of picking his mind on the team. And he kind of landed on like, it's a weird situation where they have everything can hurts deliver. And that's, you go, well, okay. But that, that's like, that's the most important player. You know what I mean? Right. And that's really tough. You're in Philadelphia. The quarterbacks can be scrutinized. You have uncertainty there. There's a lot of pressure. We've seen this in Minnesota over and over again, right? The really good teams, who's the quarterback. And so um, I think he's done a really good job. I know why he's there. I don't think like Mike McCarthy is going to be part of this conversation, but like the Cowboys are changing how people view them week to week, right? Blow right. up Minnesota, um, blow out the Colts aren't very good, but like a lot of people watch that game and that's 54 or whatever is a ridiculous number. It hurts him that he went back to Lambeau and lost to a really beatable Packers team, especially sure. with a lot of his fans in the crowd and especially kind of like where you know the trajectory of those two teams they kind of needed that win so um you know some of that's going to be held against him also i just don't think he's that great of a coach i think he's coaching really talented players um mm -hmm. you know i think if seattle had stayed on a trajectory they were in the beginning of the year like think of pete carroll he he knew in his locker room i got russell wilson who by the way like there's reports that he's the problem in denver not hackett which i think <laughs> is really interesting he he played his cards really close to the best, right? And like they got a haul for Russell Wilson, who was past his prime, at least in terms of like 33, and, and you know, isn't the player he was at 27 or whatever. Um, got a haul and then was like, I got a guy, Geno Smith, who's pretty good. I mean, I again that's he's not gonna win coach of the year, but there's there's some of these guys who you're like, maybe they should get a little more buzz given how their teams are doing or what they're doing with the team they have. Having said that, like O'Connell deserves it because like the Pats game, for example to me is O'Connell could have seated Jefferson in that, try to kind of work around what Belichick was trying to do. You could have even excused him coming off a short week, a devastating loss. And that could have been kind of a vicious cycle from there. Right. Yeah. Instead he coaches toe to toe. And I know they got the kick return and I keep going like throughout that game. Cause the, the Vikings also gave up a 50 yard. I was like, why are you guys kicking to the, returners over and over again or whatever but um i know he, you know he benefited from that and there's there's certain things maybe like his straight up coaching didn't help but like he did he was like justin jefferson we're gonna go beat the patriots right mm -hmm. and uh i think if he can hold it together here it's very winnable down down the stretch here he could hurt himself late but he can really solidify a case i mean it, it would require Dallas beating Philadelphia and the Correct. problem is Philadelphia just doesn't play anyone. I was looking this up. It's like they play New York twice, which seemed tough, but it's not Chicago. Uh, the saints who we just saw and like <laughs> saints didn't look that good. Um, so they didn't look good in London when they played the Vikings either. So like, you know, I think, I think it's, listen, you don't deserve to win that award if, if you lose in Philadelphia in week two. And that's harsh. I mean, that was the second game he coached. Yeah. Um, but uh, but he's put himself in that position in a year where there's a lot of intriguing storylines, right? I mean, even again, Pete Carroll's not going to win it, but like even Pete Carroll kind of trusts in his gut on his quarterback or again, I don't think McCarthy should win it, but like this resurgent Dallas Cowboy team that, you know, all of a sudden looks 
um, like they could contend for the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a good point. Like Kevin O'Connell in the second game of his coaching career got schooled by Nick yep. Sirianni. So maybe that's why the odds are so so overwhelming and overwhelming is probably not the right word, but like so heavy in, in Sirianni's favor because essentially he holds the tiebreaker over O'Connell too. Like the Eagles mm-hmm. hold the tiebreaker over the Vikings for the one seed and Sirianni then in, in turn holds the tiebreaker over O'Connell. But if the Vikings are somehow able to continue to win football games, finish 14 and three, 15 and two, and the Eagles fall off somehow, then you could see it flip. But it's just going to be hard for Kevin O'Connell to overtake Sirianni, just like it's going to be hard for the Vikings to overtake this, the, the Philadelphia Eagles for the one seed. You have to be a good coach to keep winning in these situations. I understand totally. Cousins has been good. I know that like Justin Jefferson sometimes a cheat code, but like it's not just the X's and O's and, and getting the right play in, although that's very difficult, mm-hmm. but it's, you could sense Zimmer's tension kind of throughout the locker room. Totally. Right. And I think uh, O'Connell is a first year coach with a pretty talented team and some expectations coming in. He could have been a different guy. You know, he just could have. And I think he's been the same dude that the fact that he, his press conference was so good to start the year, right? His introductory press yes. conference, they play it on the jumbotron. We're what, like more than halfway into the season. He's been that same guy, kind of self-assured and self-confident, but also like very relaxed. And it's a very, it's great to have those two traits. And I think, I think that's kind of what this team has been. There's no longer because Zimmer was pointing at guys, other guys were pointing at guys in the locker room. And here it's a lot of, Hey, I mean, the funny thing is O'Connell said after they beat the Jets, he's like, man, I could have worked on a lot. By the way, he could have. It was not a great game. But no. like the fact that he's he's opened himself up to criticism. I think the funny thing is the players aren't going like, hey, O'Connell, what the hell against Dallas? What the hell did we do in the third quarter there coming out of halftime? It's again, it's cousins. I got to be better. You know, I basically have everyone except for Justin Jefferson is like, yeah, I probably could do a little more, you know, and I think that's a it's a good culture going back to what we were saying before. Yeah, and it probably does start at the top, right? Like Kirk Cousins for the longest under Mike Zimmer was like deflect, deflect, deflect. Mm-hmm. Each game's its own entity. Cliche, cliche, cliche. I'm not taking any accountability because if I do, then I admit fault and then I open myself up to criticism that way. I'm already mm-hmm. getting enough. He is like overwhelmingly being accountable this year. And it's because, like you said, the first thing Kevin O'Connell said about the third quarter lull in the Jets game is like, I got to be way better. I got to look inward. I got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And and you're seeing kind of that ownership kind of spread to the team. Like you said, each player, whether it's cousins or Dalvin cook or maybe not Justin Jefferson. Cause what else can he freaking do? But even, even Justin Jefferson hasn't felt like he had to say like cousins needs to get me the ball. I'm yes, the best yes. receiver all this stuff. He, he, he actually, I thought for a very young player, like handled the whole Zimmer situation really well. And now that there's this big ESPN story on him and I guess Zimmer and him just never talked or whatever, but like, you know, I think, I think he handled that whole situation well, but it is to be fair. He's been really clear. I don't want to be a diva. I, whatever. I think 
in his own way, he's like, I'm just doing my job. You're just like, well, yeah, your job entails like the most ridiculous catch ever in Buffalo <laughs> and trying to convince the quarterback who's really conservative to throw into double coverage. It's not a super easy job. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, even think of like the ball that was thrown behind him. He should have caught it. But um, in the Jets game, yes. like he was pissed at himself and made it really clear. So, again, good on him to be like, I should catch the ball. I, I'm capable of doing that. And so, um, yeah, kind of across the board. It is funny. Um, we'll kind of leave it here, but the the Kevin O'Connell that exudes a lot of like confidence and calm and brings this sort of I don't know Zen if you want if you will to the Vikings. This weekend we'll be going up against Dan Quinn, who is pretty mm. much like it, mm. he gets a lot out of his team in in his own way, but he's the opposite. He he's he's a he, just everything that Kevin O'Connell does, I think it's Dan Quinn or Dan Campbell does it in the opposite. And I am excited to kind of watch those two styles clash because there was a point in time. I thought like the hard knocks aura had worn off. Dan Campbell was done Mm -hmm. in in Detroit, but he's turned that team around. I think he's going to get another year and all of a sudden the lions look dangerous. That's not a, walkover game that's a game tom last week said he it's the game that scares him most on the schedule mm-hmm. and it's i'm finding it hard to argue with you at this point because that's going to be a big game um i can't wait to watch it on sunday i think it's going to be a you know an entertaining game when we come back on thursday we'll talk more about that i think we're going to have a lions guest on from our brother podcast um, who covers the detroit lions um, so we'll dig more into that we'll dig into the differences between o'connell and campbell and the, the how the Detroit offense has kind of taken next steps and and what the Vikings need to do to kind of get through a, you know another against a porous defense, all of that coming up on Thursday, but that's all we got today for Tom Schreier. I'm Dane Mizutani. This has been Inside Purple and Gold. We'll talk to you in a couple of days.